to see myself in the mirror. But I uh, it's okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> as regular visitors and uh, watchers of the show will know, this is far from a conventional setup. Um, but we're trying new things. It's 1 thing that's always missing. Interesting question. I think a lot of people always think okay, there's a bit of bit of misunderstanding because they go what do we do? Okay, we are all smoking weed on stage and doing Shakespeare. It's not actually like that. The audience will only choose two people to smoke. And so what people don't realize a lot of the time is is that we really focus on the Shakespeare, and we love Shakespeare, and we're a Shakespeare company. And the weed is used as a crutch to get audiences involved, and it's really fun. But I think a lot of people, like when I speak about the show, they're like, oh, so how does it work with everybody smoking weed on stage? And I just wish that that's the one thing that they could know, is like, we don't all actually. It's only two people chosen by the audience. Yeah, um, if I can add on that, I might project. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to move the mic. Get the mic on Cool. Oh, Ooh, microphone. Cool. So I think also a lot of people think that we're going to be rehearsing stoned, and we don't. Um, like, as a director, if an actor rocks up stoned, I'm not going to let them act until they're sober. So we take it really seriously. And I think often people think that we're, like, disrespecting Shakespeare and fucking with Shakespeare, but we aren't. Like, we fucking love it. And I want people to know that. <laughs> Um, I told you guys about this, but there was one moment where I actually had to defend our company's honor against someone <laughs> who was like, um, how could you do that? That's so disrespectful to Shakespeare. Why would you glorify drug use like that? It was so intense. And I had to be like, we're all professionally trained actors. We take our work seriously and we love what we do and we love analyzing text. We spent like so long, we always spent so long breaking down meaning and um, really doing the work. So, Of course, exactly. And I think of Shakespeare, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a comedy and it would have been raucous back in the day and I think Shakespeare would have loved it if he saw it today. So that's my opinion. Fun fact about Shakespeare, they found a pipe in his garden. So Shakespeare did in fact smoke weed. So big Shakespeare It's, as everyone has explained, it's Shakespeare performed, um, where two of the characters have to fly out to the show as far as I 
Yeah, five times. Uh, maybe uh, required by the audience on my podcast. Fantastic. This is even better. Um, up, to, up to five times, the two actors who are selected by the audience have to take a bong hit, mm -hmm. and hilarity and confusion ensues. <laughs> um, where did that come from first? And also, just because we didn't do it at the beginning, uh, I'm trying to debate whether we should introduce everyone quickly one time. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. just quickly do a, a, a round of run-throughs, and then start, f yeah, how this uh, Motley crew came together uh, and where the idea started from. But we'll first do a little left to right. If we can pass the back mic over here. There we go. Okay. Introduce Hi. yourself to the camera. Hi. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, I'm Juliet. I'm a writer and director. I direct Big Shakespeare and I also run our socials. Um, I got in directing the second show. Um, this is my second time directing it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> good, good. I don't know what Mike's working Yo, what's up? My name is Henu. I'm a young actor. This is my second big Shakespeare. Yes, and this one, in As You Like It, I play Jacquees Melancholy. <laughs> cool. Hi, I'm Sarah. I am one of the newest members of Big Shakespeare. I play Celia, and that's about it. I'm also an actress. Pass the mic, pass the mic to Max quickly. Max, Max you gotta get in there, Max. Introduce yourself. It's not the same without Max. Hey. Uh, what's up? I'm Max, and I play the two Dukes, Duke Fredericks and Duke Senior. Yeah. Yeah. And I gotta go to work now, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> <laughs> a working guy, we love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bye. Bye. Um, I'm Erin, and I'm playing Audrey. This is my second Baked Shakespeare as well, so very, very excited to be here. <coughs> Hi, my name is Tamo, and I am a young professional actor, and I play the role of Orlando. Okay, yeah. My name is Laura. I play the role of Rosalind and Ganymede. <laughs> What's good? My name is Jake. I am the runner of Big Shakespeare Company. I'm the producer of the show, and I'm playing Touchstone and Adam in this production. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is James, uh, and I am playing the villain. Ooh. Ooh. Can I even say this? Is that a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm playing the villain Oliver. 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 <laughs> it's fine. For, for, it's fine. For people to find out that it's a spoiler, they'll have to come watch the show. Exactly. So exactly. Either way, you, 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 you never They've got to come watch the show. That's, that's the point. Um, Jake. Yeah. How did the story come about? Okay, so Big Shakespeare came about, you know, it's like the whole thing about artists stealing art. So I was in New York and I watched a show called Drunk Shakespeare. So I can't take any credit for being this, like, whatever you want to call it, but I stole the idea from Drunk Shakespeare. I just didn't Do you know think what that is? Honesty. P and Honest. there's not enough of it in the creative industry. However, <laughs> I will say that I didn't think that alcohol was useful in a creative standpoint, from a creative standpoint, in South Africa. And so I thought, like, what is super peaceful? What's super fun-loving? What do I love? <laughs> I like tea. <laughs> so, Big Shakespeare. It's basically the exact same thing as Drunk Shakespeare, but we do it with weed. And when was that? That was... That was... 2017. So I'd been sitting on the idea for a while. Okay. Yeah. And then we started the company with, uh, it was my friends basically from drama campus at UCT. And we all got together and I was like, you guys, 
I know I sound crazy, but let's do this fucking show. And they were like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna try, we'll see what happens. And it turned out to be a pretty good success at Olympia Cafe, and uh, we've been going strong since then. You've performed in a number of, a, a large variety of spaces in Cape Town and Stellenbosch, um, a number of which have, you know, all played different parts in the, as uh, spaces in the fabric of the Cape Town creative scene. Um, over the years, what has been your experience moving through those different spaces in terms of how, yeah, like open and receptive people are becoming towards using spaces and making spaces more 420 friendly and maybe spaces that conventionally aren't always, but how how is navigating that conversation worked out for you guys? And I'm sure there's some stories as well. Um, <laughs> I will start by saying... There, there were some, like, Snickers as I was asking that question. No, like, I think it really is on brand for us because, like, especially at the time that Big Shakespeare started, everything's, like, coming out of COVID. No theatres were open. Theatre was basically dead in Cape Town in South Africa. So for Big Shakespeare to kind of start in impromptu theatre spaces and bringing in a younger demographic of, like, between 18 and 30-year-old people, we really started marking a new... Uh, I guess, like, idea of what theater can be and how spaces can be used for modern theater and, and also about, like, who comes to watch. And because of that, like, I'm sure some of the actors can, can speak to it, but, like, playing in all these kind of different spaces really also makes it fresh for us and changes the show for us. And, and once you have the show dialed, I've learned, like, you can do it anywhere and new things will happen, and it's awesome. I think the one thing that I was quite surprised by with every every venue that we actually approached was that they were fine with it, with it yeah. actually happening. I mean, uh, just in a bakery, getting baked in a bakery, and they allowed us to actually <laughs> just smoke weed in there. Um, yeah, at uh, at the the daddy granddaddy granddaddy upstairs in this outdoor space in Stellenbosch in McGregor, like all of these different spaces allowing us to actually smoke weed when it's it's such a well, not really a controversial thing anymore, but yeah, it kind of is still. Um, I was always surprised that them just being okay with it actually happening, but then seeing them getting to see the, the amounts of people that it's drawing in, the crowds that it's drawing in, the amount of joy that it's actually sparking in people, the conversation that's starting. Um, yeah, I think we're doing something great. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, and like, um, it's also, I think it's quite interesting how the weed is such a pull for so many people but when people do come to watch the show and we've got a lot of feedback that people love the show itself regardless of the weed that we're smoking as well so it's obviously hitting home yeah, for a lot yeah, of people just to jump onto that yeah. my my dad was like super supportive of me joining the show but he didn't know that it was going to turn into what it was and that we were really going to deliver something impressive and something with very talented people. Um, so my dad was so surprised that we managed to pull that out of the bag. Yeah. Like, like that being said, though, <laughs> we have had some things with the police before. I think, yeah. I mean, we're on stage, so we actually don't know when stuff is happening and, like, the police showing up, but I think Juliet can maybe, like, yeah. Story time! <laughs> All right, so... Um, We've had two issues with police. They were both in our last run. Um, and so what you have to know for the context of the story is that I'm the one who packs the bongs. I sit by the lighting board, and I pack the bongs, and I give them to the actors. Um, so appreciate your technical people, guys. <laughs> she sometimes kills us, though. Yeah. Um, 
So both times that this has happened, it has actually been noise complaints. It has not been the weed, it has been noise complaints. Um, so we were at the Granddaddy in Long Street, and keep in mind this is at, in Long Street, and we get a <laughs> noise complaint for the show because the audience is cheering so loudly because they're having so much fun on Long Street. And, <laughs> um, and I have to run downstairs because there are two policemen there, um, and the whole time I have to be like, I don't want to freak out the actors, so I just sort of leave the bong sitting there by the trailer that they're exiting from, and I'm like, I hope they'll figure it out. I think I went to Henry and I was like, hey, can you maybe pack this? I was so nervous because I was like, oh, I don't know how to pack these bongs, and I've cast mommy is not there. So I'm so nervous halfway through the show. Great time, nailed it. Um, I mean, yeah, I think. It's, it's part of why I wanted to have the conversation with you guys because I think, um, you know, the cannabis industry is becoming more commonplace and people are, like, kind of fairly open-minded to it but not aware of all of the different, you know, applications and ways that it can just be a normal, you know, a more normalized part of life. And I think the way that you guys are doing it in terms of it's a, it's a really fun, you know, um, aspect to the show that makes it different that I think, as you said, has all the benefits as well of bringing in a much younger audience to appreciating theatre in unconventional spaces, which I think makes theatre all the more accessible, which I think is super, super important and what theatre was always supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that alone, but also just showing people that, hey, guys, like, these guys are smoking weed and it's okay. And, you know, <laughs> they're even like managing to put on a really good yeah. production of a show mm -hmm. and it's just going, listen, like, relax. Like, let's <laughs> observe this in its natural environment yeah. and, and, and see how, how it plays out, which I think is important. It's creating spaces for, for that. But that being said, um, a business in the cannabis and creative industry um, combined, yeah, in performance in cannabis uh, doesn't put one in a normally a particularly uh, stable or um, uh, what's the yeah, I mean it's it's with the cannabis side playing in a lot of grey areas and as we all know the performance and entertainment industry has its own host of challenges mm -hmm. in building a creative business because I think that's a really important part of the conversation as well. What is your kind of strategy going forward into the next couple of years in terms of how to grow the business itself um, and turn it into you know, a sustainable, self-perpetuating, um, growth-oriented business? Yeah, so things are already happening here. So I think it's, it's the concept that really speaks for itself because, well, the business model that now we've created, so we've done the shows in Cape Town, and the shows, we collected all the data, and we figured everything out, and we realized, cool, let's create this as a business. From registering it as a, as a business, we were able to license the concept. So now we've done shows in Johannesburg, partnered with the culture, and we've also had investors buy in shares, and we're soon to be in UK by August. So the company is basically modeled on licensing, so people can purchase a license worldwide, and then the way that we generate income is through royalties. We get 10% from each ticket sold. Okay, I mean, and I think that's very cool as a, a concept to dive into for, yeah, South African and, and local creators to look at in terms of ways to monetize their creativity, which I think is becoming the, um, 
the preeminent question of or you know what we're trying to do and trying to share because I think we've got this creative industry in Cape Town mm-hmm. where there's so much talent and there's so many people doing such fun interesting things like this which is such yeah. a fun way of taking um, you know some of the highest and most revered but also much older you know um, creative works and bringing them into a whole different mm. um, dynamic um, it, yeah with the with the show going potentially overseas and um, yeah th- around the world how much creative control are you guys going to retain what's that going to look like <laughs> because obviously licensing something like this is uh, it, a creative thing like this is, is complex and uh, it's really interesting because like uh, you just see how things change so when we did the Joburg production we realized that like we could help get the cast together we could help get the team together but in the end in terms of like their marketing where they do their shows how they actually do their rehearsals we got no control of the only thing that we can guarantee is that they follow the concept because that's what they purchase so it, the only control that we can create is making clear guidelines to okay we get 10 percent the audience have to smoke five bongs, they have to scream. The audience. I mean, tell what you must. And yeah, so it's all in like the, the concept, mm. just making those guidelines clear. However, things change. Like, so Julia and I were kind of discussing like how the UK people, they want to sort of make it more they want to do the shows more often, in which case they want to do it as like a dinner experience. And like, I'm cool with that. So what they're doing is like, they're gonna do each course of their meal is CBD or THC infused food. And that like correlates with what is happening with the show. And so, like, they do these dinner meals for, like, say, corporates or all different kinds of audiences. And I think that just goes to show, like, how, like, we start with, like, this core thing that's maybe, like, pretty grungy for, like, the Cape Town scene. (laughs) But when you take it to UK, maybe other people want to try access it. Mm -hmm. And then you find, like, different markets, different demographics, like, kind of playing with it in their own way. And I'm cool with that. Mm. Can I jump on? Yeah. Also, I think, like, because we were chatting through this and we were, like, the Cape Town show and the Cape Town cast is always going to be like the core. Like we're going to be here and it's going to be the core. But if things grow and develop, then things grow and develop. Um, it's like you can have an off-Broadway script can always be performed once it's been on Broadway. Um, not that I'm saying Broadway. No, um, say your shit. Say all your shit. I mean, try Shakespeare out there. Why can't we? But also like. Um, I think it's something that's very important here as well, and I think the rest of the world is realizing it, is that very often theater can't just be theater. Um, And this is coming from someone who does a lot of other shows and a lot of other work in theater. Um, We are setting, we will set up markets, we will set up sponsors, we will um, set up events. Like tomorrow night, we're having an adult games night, you know? We, we have to fund ourselves um, and, and we have to provide a space for as many people as possible to use our platform. So our costume is being sponsored by Eat Your Greens, like local Cape Town fashion. Our jewelry is being sponsored by Moon City. Um, thank you, sponsors. Like, <laughs> yeah, thank you, sponsors. Um, so it's also, it's also about offering platforms to as many artists as we can because we're all struggling artists and we don't want people to struggle. Um, yeah. 
I'm so glad it got brought back to that. If the rest of my team were here, they would be laughing their asses off at me because I'm about to go into that whole spiel of just how important it is and how ex how excited it makes me about the future for our industry here in Cape Town and why I'm so glad you were like, no, the Cape Town team is going to always be the Broadway of it is because <laughs> actually, no, but like, oh, yeah. you, like that's really important mm. and we need more platforms like you guys who are also saying, you know, listen, we've all been here. We, we understand it's difficult, but you know, the, the value and the growth comes in supporting one another and having other brands like Eat Your Greens, like Moon City, um, who are also, you know, also small brands who also are, you know, building their, their thing and it's going on stage and saying, actually everything about what we're doing here is local and it's fantastic and mm -hmm. that's the point um yeah. you know we need to have more spaces where it's uh, yeah it's about giving a hand up and helping one another out and mm -hmm. working together to develop our industry here because that's how we get to put things every all over the world and 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 share things with the world is by first spending the time and the effort and the energy on developing our you know the the people that we run in circles with in any case so i'm so glad that that's also a part of your guys's ethic is also working with other small brands and different spaces and yeah just celebrating what we've got to offer here and like none of this would have been possible like to, to be going into our third run now like none of it would be possible if it wasn't for like the people who keep coming back and forth to our mm -hmm. shows like in our last run i swear like a bunch of people came like three times and i'm like bro you come again like that's amazing and you brought your friends sick and like i can name drop a bunch of people and i'm like so grateful for all the people that always come to support us and and it's really that cape town crowd that that keeps us going and um, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah and yeah like people need to understand how much it means and how like actually fuck that it's not about how much it means to the actors and it's like go watch local productions yeah. because yeah. the talent in the city and the quality of those productions is world-class in various different aspects and, and in different ways but you don't need to be looking elsewhere for your entertainment um you do not need to be looking at hollywood centric shit you do not like we all laugh about broadway and all respect to broadway as it is due <laughs> blah 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 but like actually it's time now to start saying we can access compa comparable quality or often better in you know one way or another entertainment in our own backyard and yeah. and those people who do go to these shows regularly and are in these spaces regularly just because they love it and they want to support and bring their friends you homies are fucking invaluable bring your friends and like have fun doing cool shit here yeah. Yeah. you know and, yeah. and take pride in that and take pride in the fact that you're just watching people from your hometown um, you know do do world class shit Kyra you is everything Alice alright do you have any questions I've hijacked your mic I'm very sorry but Okay. No, um, I was hoping to hop on, and I hope I'm not sounding redundant here, but I, um, a lot of us as actors and as cast members, we talk about it a lot, about um, actors or artists supporting other artists locally. Um, and oftentimes I find that with when you have creative kind of opportunity, there's a kind of exclusiveness. You don't want to 
kind of share because you're scared that there's a competition. It's quite a dog-eat-dog world in the creative industry. We all know we go to castings and auditions and whatever. Um, but if actors and artists don't support other actors and artists, no one else is going to support yeah. us. And yeah. like once again, we've just a huge shout out to the outlaw yeah. that the yeah. space yeah. that we're on today. Um, uh, yeah, like Liam and Kim Snaps. are absolutely amazing. And like they are doing incredible things. We are rehearsing here. They're doing great shows, and it's so exciting as young actors and young performers to come into new young creative spaces and being to like dig our teeth into it and kind of just uplifting each other and becoming a family with each other and supporting mm. each other and pushing each other. And I hope all artists and creators in Cape Town can really kind of hop onto this wagon because we have this huge amount of talent and it's Great. just wealth. Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying in the car, Juliet and I were like chatting deeply about things in the car <laughs> as we do, but um, we were saying that like collaboration makes the best art as well. Um, it's making something that is kind of applicable to larger groups of people it's it's amazing so why would you want to not have that i don't it doesn't yeah it's just yeah, it's incredible yeah, just to expand on that i must say that being a part of this team is the most supported i've felt in my career ever mm -hmm. like you guys get it yeah. what what we all go through it together mm -hmm. and it feels like so tight and so real i love you guys <laughs> 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 um, I, I'm so glad we, we got into this and it's it's such an important part of the conversation that we're trying to push and facilitate is exactly that is you know we need to be yeah I think you said it so well it's, A is that if artists aren't supporting one another how can you expect anyone else to and, and there's very much a truth to that and I think often we do you know, and particularly back in the old days, um, and and with those the kind of more established figures in industry, it was a lot more competitive, and it's very like uh, scarcity mindset of like there's no work, there's not enough money, nothing, and that's not necessarily the case. And there's value in building together and building more Strong together. You know, yeah. um, so. I'm super glad we got into that in developing this very supportive, you know, community-based, support-based environment um, within the company, within the within the cast. What do you think are the key things that we need to overcome in the Cape Town creative community um, to get through that kind of? I think it is an old, older school mentality of, you know, this highly competitive, highly doggy dog kind of world and I think um, the the companies and brands that are coming into the industry now are led by young people who think differently who are more kind of conscious of, of the impact that we will have on one another but what are the things that you guys think are the major barriers to us pushing forward pushing through that or things that we can solve easily and and how you know if you have any suggestions as to how we do that and this is a very open question and it, everyone is welcome to this throw in. This is not like specific to Cape Town, but just being in the digital age, people would much rather, so one ticket for us is what, 120? That is 80 for students, get your sale tickets now. Um, 
that is a month of a Netflix subscription and people who don't go to theater all the time wouldn't see the value or see that as something that they would rather do. Mm. Um, so that's something that I think we are all trying to battle all the time yeah. is that y young people just don't go to theater anymore. And yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think one of the, that's why I really love this concept and wanted to be a part of it so much. Um, because it's true, it feels like, especially in Cape Town, the theater scene is so old, and it feels like if you just wait 10 years, like, theater will die with the people that die. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, it's true. I'll, you will go to like high-end plays, um, like a play at the Artscape or something, mm -hmm. and everybody's just old. It's old and white people. Yeah, <laughs> actually, and that's a yeah, that's a huge thing. And it's hard because we, even when we were when we were studying, I studied at AFTA, and they kept trying to push us to like watch more theater and watch more things, but it just wasn't coming through. Yeah. And so I feel like concepts like this and like the Bay Shakespeare makes it like so accessible to young people and it mm. makes them like want to be involved in something like Shakespeare, which is hundreds of years old and people aren't really interested in it anymore. Mm. Yeah. You know? and, and yeah. Sorry, I just, oh, yeah. I really want to jump on it with yeah, that yeah. because that's something that I talked about a lot um, with in the musical theater kind of realm is that obviously with our history as well in South Africa, it very much caters to like older white people and they brought their kids and then it feels like a very, it can feel like a very exclusionary environment. Um, yeah, and the types of stories that are told on stage are very exclusive. And um, in that's world over, that's not just in Cape Town, that's everywhere in terms of like big theater, Broadway, musical theater. Um, but what's so exciting now is that there are a lot of productions like Hamilton and others that are bringing in a whole group of people who have felt disconnected from the theater for a long time. Um, and I really feel like that's also what we're doing here is we're bringing in a group of people that um, usually don't see maybe themselves reflected yeah. and maybe don't feel connected to Shakespeare at all in other circumstances. Or just theater. Or theater, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> I think... Oh. <laughs> I have a problem saying sorry. Juliet is going to spray me with a spray bottle if I don't stop. <laughs> um, I think also the fact that we have all the plays in more accessible spots than a theatre, I yeah. think it feels very intimidating. There's this idea when it comes to theatre of like being yeah. formal and getting dressed up and having like making a night of it when you can actually just come to a spot and enjoy the art that is being offered to you. Mm -hmm. And then just live in that moment, which I think Bake Shakespeare allows you to do on a whole other level with the weed as well. It's probably like transport to, but um, I think having these like small shows that, and also just a company that from get like coming in, I was very nervous, very anxious, and the whole group was like, "No, we've got you!" And I think that blatant support that this this particular cast has, I think, is amazing. So yeah, I think that's more of what artists need to do: is just hold each other and be accessible. <laughs> Um, is just like there's a lot of stuff especially like going to UCT they're trying to like make this very emotional and deal with your feelings and that's all amazing but sometimes it's just like nice to have fun wow. and, um, and something about big Shakespeare and just about the space that we try to like facilitate for each other like yeah we're gonna have bad days and we're gonna have days where we shout at each other or we cry because that's a that's a normal process. human yeah. thing <laughs> to um, do and if we aren't it means we don't care <laughs> um, but we always come in and have fun and when we're on like when everyone's on stage um i even have fun behind the lighting board like you know we have fun 
And I think that's something that is sorely missing from our industry right now, especially in the sort of depressing post-COVID situation, is that everyone was just sitting at home for two years thinking about like their relationship with their parents. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and so like... <laughs> I think that hit a bit close to home for too many Mama, people. star. <laughs> Every everyone everyone just shut it into a therapy <laughs> session. But Aaron. like, yeah, it's it's just nice. It's nice to have something that you can just go to and you can just laugh. And the actors are having fun and the audience is having fun. And there isn't an expectation to try and be like, I need to have a horribly deep understanding. Half the Shakespeare words, you're not going to know what's going on in terms of the linguistics, but the actors are going to make you feel like you're part of it. Yeah, mm. yeah I'm just going to reiterate. The, I think the, what you're talking about the barriers that make Shakespeare kind of breaks is that in a world of instant gratification in terms of social media and what Laura was saying about Netflix and whatever, Bake Shakespeare is an hour show, maybe just over an hour, <laughs> and we just focus on human connection. I mean, the audiences come in, they are free to all their vices, they come <laughs> in, our show has music, it has dance, it has audience interaction. I mean, why wouldn't you want to hold up a breadstick and scream <laughs> fire and have the actors come up and we interact with the audience and it's kind of like, um, because I watched the first Bake Shakespeare um, before I was part of the company and sitting there and feeling the joy of the actors and feeling the joy of the audience, feeling like a glimpse of being part of something bigger, of this family, of this community. And with the cannabis, it brings in this kind of indie twist of like <laughs> talking about the grunge scenes in Cape Town, but um, it's a safe space, a theater space where everyone comes in and you see everyone, everyone is represented. And that is what makes Bake Shakespeare a human experience. And I think once you go to one show, you keep coming back for more because <laughs> you're wanting that connection, you're yearning for that again, and that cool. is what makes us beautiful. What a man! <laughs> oh. Well, so that's TikTok gold, Dad. <laughs> that's amazing. That's getting subtitled. Also, we just like we're at bars a lot. We perform at bars. We have a jaw afterwards. We we party with with our audience, and I think that's something that is really missing. Also, they buy us shots, that's nice. But like, <laughs> um, but you know, we party with our audience, we chat to them, the social media, we repost everything, we reply to every message. It's just connection. Yeah, like Anya said, it's just, so it's so important to, for them to see that we're also humans. Like, when people come forward and smoke the bong, they're not being like Rosalind or Celia. You are literally the first night that I got high, um, because we, cause we don't rehearse with cannabis at all. I mean, our rehearsal yeah. process is grueling. Every day, like, we rehearse seven days a week, five, six hours, like, and so, because the muscle memory has to be so intense when you're on stage. So the first time you smoke <laughs> marijuana is the first night on stage, and I literally came forward. My, I told my parents not to, but they sat in the front row. It's like, it's a, and I am so nervous. I'm like shaking with this bong. And I just hear my mom go, Ach, sis, toch, kijk hoe nervous is hij. I literally was like, shut up, mom. I literally was so nervous. 
like it's it's such a human experience and and I think that's what makes it so lovely. Yeah. It's because like you have your family come to watch you and you're all like lined up, right? So you don't want to be the guy who nobody like voted for. So yeah. then they scream your name only to realize that you've just hit five bongs on stage and like it's tragic and you're like falling all over the place and it's and yeah. <laughs> Your family came, you were like, don't vote. Oh, yeah, I, I told them not to. <laughs> and once again, they too sat in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> I get the bong, my grandpa's sitting right there. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I took it, and no, no, I, ju I just forgot my line. I started doing this train motion, and I just asked my co star, just like, what's my line? <laughs> and everybody bursts out laughing. They want to see you mess yeah. up on stage, because yeah. that's yeah. Um, not that they're like wanting you to do badly, it's just. It's, they want. They just want to see you have fun. They want to have fun with you on stage. And when you when you go backstage and it's like like the other scenes, you just you're like, I want to get back out there. I want to get back mm. out there. And the thing is, just because like two people are smoking, the others are sober, but you feel so held. Mm. You just feel so supported by the rest of your cast mm. because you know, like, okay, cool. If I can't do this, <laughs> everyone's being there. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think what so many of you have touched on in different ways in terms of like creating a, a very safe held that's been the overwhelming sentiment of you know what the environment is is this very like safe held space and i think um that comes across so clearly to audiences when it's done well that that's the environment and then the audience can get into that as yeah. well and i mean we've had it happen when we've done shows at our cafe where it's this very like small intimate environment and what i've noticed overwhelmingly is people don't relate to you giving a perfect show. No, mm -hmm. Like very few people understand that, but everyone understands getting up for like an Afrikaans oral in grade five <laughs> and forgetting your lines. Yeah. Or like, and so when people see that and you just own it and laugh about yeah. it, they're like, oh my God, I feel so relaxed. They're like I get you on that. That's a really, but it's a really like understandable thing. Everyone gets that. And then if you and everyone else on stage is having fun with it and there's an excuse for it, you know, then great. Everyone yeah. just goes, yeah, we're like, fuck around. It's, it's, it um, people appreciate the human vulnerability. I, oh. above <laughs> them. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, I think it adds a whole other element to performing it as well, because with normal theater, if you mess up, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's like, it's something that sticks with you for a while. Here, you have the space to mess up. It's part of the fun. Mm -hmm. And I think as an actor for me, that is, really nice it's like knowing that's gonna happen and that's gonna be cool but it's also fun to just be like yo i fucked up <laughs> with like other people who are just like yeah you did but it's cool have another bong and go on <laughs> so i think that's really cool completely and i just want to say i think like the unpredictability of it is part of the draw because every show is different and like even my mom when i well i mean when i got in she was like are you really gonna do this show? Are you like, and she didn't want people to vote for me. She was like, no one better vote for you. And, and at the end, she ended up coming so many times because she loved it and every night was different. And I think that's why we, we have the groupies now because <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just the most fun. Um, and it's so safe, it's such a safe space for everyone, for the audience, for the actors, for everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, but like, let's be real. Smoke, like I get, paranoid when I walk through Canal Walk and I'm high. <laughs> like, like, when you're on stage and like, like when I smoked for the opening show of the first Big Shakespeare we ever did, there was like 70 people in the audience. I was sitting on stage at one point, I could literally feel like my heart beating in my asshole. <laughs> I, was, I was so afraid of like fucking up, but they loved it anyways, yeah. 
<laughs> I think, I mean, it, it goes to what we've been talking about, about this cultural difference in uh, age groups who now need, to, who are, you know, younger age groups getting into theatre, but who are people who are a bit more conscious of the safety of the spaces that they're in and wanting to be in spaces that aren't, you know, conventional and have all of these historical, um, you know, traditions associated with it. It's just like, no, we want to enjoy shit and we, you know, theatre needs to be exciting to draw in a young crowd. And mm. if theatre doesn't change in the way that it, it has been expressed for so long, it's not going to do that. And then, as you said, it will die quite soon in the way that it, you know, it needs to evolve and it needs to have things that make it more fun and more engaging and more relatable. Um, and I think, yeah, well done to you guys on, like, really clearly creating what's very, very seriously a very safe and, you know, welcoming and, and comfortable creative space where, yeah, I mean, and I think this is the thing. You, creativity should be fun and creativity should always be understanding of mistakes because you can't be creative if you are constantly in fear of like a mistake being <laughs> the end of your career you you know you're never going to get anywhere and that's why old creative shit stagnates because yeah, yeah. um just to jump on that also it's not like theater's never changed right mm -hmm. theater has been changing when shakespeare was around not that i'm saying oh but when, <laughs> when 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 shakespeare was around people were like what the fuck is this? Like, yes, by the end of like the career of Shakespeare, whoever we believe he was. Personally, I think it was Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> now we're getting into Shakespeare yeah, conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. That's a separate Shakespeare podcast. Lord. Shakespeare isn't real. But by the end of by the, by the end of his career, he was being performed in like courts and stuff. But at the beginning, people were like, "Cure men in dresses? What the fuck? Like, what is the story?" Like. There are some sexy lines in that pl in these plays. Yeah. There are some raunchy lines. It gets lines. saucy. Um, it gets saucy. <laughs> like it was cutting edge for its time, and theatre is always developing. And the theatre that we're calling old now was new 30 years ago, and it was new and exciting for that generation. So we're just jumping on like it's time for a shift. We've had a huge cultural tipping point with COVID, mm -hmm. um, and it's time for a new thing to happen. And people always cling on to the old things because the old things were once new and exciting. Um, so I have all the respect for old theater. I work in old theater a lot of the time, but it's so exciting to see that we're kind of, and it's all over the world, just this trend of things getting more inviting and more interactive and more fun. Um, especially like there's work that say the outlaw is doing that they did a show where they were in the middle of the space and people were sitting on pi picnic blankets around the show. And it's just about making it like, you're in it. There's something about being in it. That's the only way we're ever going to compete with Netflix. Um, <laughs> like, it's literally mm -hmm. the only way we're ever going to compete with Netflix and YouTube is having people in it. There's something, yeah, I think indescribably beautiful and impossible to um, replicate online about being in a room with people performing mm -hmm. and loving it. And yeah, there's, there's nothing to say except that. And it is just one of the you know, truths of of watching a performance live, whether it be music or theater mm -hmm. or dance or, you know, whatever that may be. Um, to wrap things up, oh. I wanted to, <laughs> I know, but we have to keep it short because people's attention spans. Um, yeah, I know, people's attention spans. Guys, just hold, like it's an hour, it's fine. Like, <laughs> you, you're gonna spend it binge watching some shit on Netflix anyways. <laughs> spend it on so something true. a little bit more edifying. 
Have a bong and listen to the podcast. <laughs> the hour will. I mean, I'll insert this bit at the beginning, but the hour will fly by. And you'll have time <laughs> fly. Um, Easy flow. Or you'll, yeah, or it'll take forever. But, uh, yeah, get involved and, and get along for the. We are not officially or recommending drug use to anybody. <laughs> I'm just putting that caveat in. Mm. Uh, use use legal <laughs> substances responsibly as an adult with research and, and good decision making. Nice, we've got <laughs> we've got in our we've got in our T's and C's, so we should be covered. Um, as we close things off, um, firstly, I wanted to say thank you all for your time and for sharing these stories. It's been so much fun, and thank you for having um, us. Absolutely, this was this was a really cool one, and um, yeah, thank you for pushing boundaries and creating different spaces and being, you know, creating spaces for change that you want in, in your industry because that is ultimately how we push the industry forward. If there was one, you, you each have one sentence to convince someone and it has to be a short sentence, you don't get to ramble, none of these multi-commit <laughs> bullshit. A nice quick sentence to convince someone as to why they need to come to the next run of Bake Shakespeare shows starting in... I know it's in Feb, but this is for you to... Yeah, yeah, it starts 4th of Feb. 4th of Feb. 3rd of Feb. 3rd of Feb. Okay, 3rd of Feb. <laughs> it's from James going back the way we did from the intros. One sentence to convince people as to why they should come to Bake Shakespeare. And you can't, like, repeat someone else's answer. It's a cop-out. You're all actors. Improv. Go. We're starting something groundbreaking, so be a part of it. Comedy with weed. <laughs> The music is fire. I promise you, you've never seen anything like it. Netflix could never. <laughs> <laughs> where else are you going to go where you can smoke weed, weed, watch theater, and just have a jaw? <laughs> Basically, in short, <laughs> all the world's a stage. <laughs> and... No. <laughs> <laughs> We worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. Those were each in, in isolation. I think great, great reasons. And together, <laughs> together was really cute. Thank you so, so much for your time and energy and for what you're doing. I ho hope it goes fantastically. I'm so excited for um, hopefully seeing it go viral around the world. I think that's such an exciting thought. And I think it very much has the legs to do so. To those of you who have been watching, thank you so, so much for watching this episode of the Kayakast. Make sure you like and subscribe. You can find everybody's Instagram tags, Bake Shakespeare, all the actors, Alice, it'll be down in the bio. Go follow them. Make sure you go follow Bake Shakespeare. Make sure you get a ticket or two or ten for your friends to watch the next run of Bake Shakespeare shows starting on the 3rd of February. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, man. That was Steve's. <laughs>